This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready. Someone's still gonna win, and it might be weak. If 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 I know, the field, you know, just about half the field is playing badly. You know, with golf, you can easily say, "Oh, the course must be hard." They're all playing bad. You know what I mean? It all kind of comes back to earth a little bit. Sergio has been like, "Ah, I can't wait to leave this place." And good evening on a special Monday night appearance here at the Divots and Pivots show. Yes, it is Monday night, not Tuesday night, but we will re-air this Tuesday night. So if you're listening to Tuesday night at the regular time, 8 o'clock, don't worry. It is still uh, accurate. Sorry. I am not feeling great today, guys. But yes, I do have a work commitment tomorrow night. So that's why we are changing the schedule for this week, one week only. Uh, but as always, it is uh, eight o'clock here, YouTube, Twitter. Welcome to Divots and Pivots. And Bud, as always, is here joining me. Uh, and look, just as a quick shout out here to start us off, I am repping the new Mala Brothers Divots and Pivots second ball all American t shirt. So if you want one of these 
t-shirts, our first ever merch here on Divots and Pivots, go over to the link on my Twitter at Mr. Mallard or on the Divots and Pivots show Twitter. Uh, go to the link. Use the discount code DIVPIV for 10% off. You can get uh, any color of our merchandise of the Divots and Pivots second ball All-American shirt as well as any of the Mahler Brothers shirts and hats uh, options that they have there. They have a fantastic selection. Uh, I got a ton of new golf shirts, and I am thrilled with them. They are so comfortable. They fit just right. So go check it out. Div Pivs, that's D-I-V-P-I-V, 10% off. And Bud, I've waited long enough. Welcome to the show on this special Monday night edition. And there's the crack of the beer. How are you? USA! USA! Yes, no shocker there, right? Oh, my God, man. It was fun. It was a fun weekend. Uh, I'm over the moon. I like that my premonitions kind of came true in the sense that, I mean, looking back, five-point win, in reality, it was close. I mean, there, I, it was closer than the experts think. A couple holes here, a couple holes there. Um, there were some good stats that were, that were kind of cobbled together by people way smarter than myself. So naturally, I'll tell them. I'm not going to take credit for them, but I'll t- we'll talk about them later. That, that highlight where it all went right and where it all went wrong. But I think sure. the overall theme of the weekend is what happened to live? I, I feel like, I feel like honest to God, I feel like the, um, and of course I, I am, I am in the moment, a recency bias, right? I mean, I was like this, sure. people say, Oh, you were flying high on live after Bolton. No, I was flying high. Cause it was a cool experience. I wasn't changing my yep. tune necessarily on the longevity and Hardy last week. Uh, thanks for stopping, for stopping by, for stopping yes. by. And he helped kind of put it in perspective too. you know, big picture it, uh, that, in the end, there's still kind of a why question going on. By the way, real quick, mm-hmm. hard pause. Div Piv will also get you 10% off at Piper Piper Golf. So Piper.golf, yes. Div Piv, get your 10% off. Go out there, take your test. The boys at Piper are here in New England. They were down on the Cape. I saw it on their social medias. Uh, hopefully, they're having a good time. So if you see the boys from Piper Golf, tell them the boys from Divots and Pivots said hello. Or better yet, just go buy some of their stuff and use our promo code Div Piv. But yes. this felt like it was – you know, for months and months and months, taking heat, taking heat. Our big players have gone. Uh, is this really the new golf? And then here comes this thing. And storylines, and again, again, a little bit of recency bias, but storylines oozing out the you-know-what. Relative unknowns pushing our, our you know, tried-and-true badass team to the limits. Going to bed Friday night up 8-2. It was this weird, mm-hmm. it was this kind of weird, like, uh, oh, dad gummit. I know there's a real possibility we could just get seven points tomorrow between the two sessions, and this is over, and Sunday's kind of a walk, which I didn't want. I wanted Sunday drama. We got some Sunday drama, but it started Saturday night. I know you said that you weren't able to kind of watch all of it. Saturday yeah, I wasn't finished. able to. It, what do you mean? You have a life? Um, I just I have kids. You, you mean you weren't? <laughs> hold on. You mean you weren't walking around Stop and Shop with an earbud in and President's Cup coverage? I, look, I've been there before. Me. I've done it before. I just did it this time. It's it's a bad addiction. No. So Saturday evening, though, you know, we go to bed Friday night, up eight two. Saturday morning, we split the singles. Now it's ten four, mm-hmm. six point lead, and you're thinking, "There's no way." It's just and. Sure enough, in the in the afternoon, JT and Justin Spieth, J Ball. I guess we're I guess we're calling this J Ball. I don't know. How I, I don't know. How I, I don't. I don't know. How I feel about J Ball, but I'm not gonna a go big with fan J-ball. of that. Not gonna lie. I, I'm gonna. Yeah. So, anyways, J Ball goes four and zero on the week. 
and Saturday they wrap up things four and three, and it kind of yeah. looks like, oh, geez, you know, thanks for coming out. And then out of nowhere, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Kim you know, makes a putt. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to look who else was there. On I mean, the I told you, I told you all last week that the, the international team, even if they weren't going to win, they had some scrappy guys that weren't necessarily just going to lay down if they were right. down. Right. And, and so J-Ball wins. Adam Scott and Cam Davis – Talk about a cool story. Looked like they were going to get get just mowed over by Billy Ho and Sam Burns. Sam Burns sure. probably played, played the best golf of somebody without a win the entire weekend. But Cam Davis goes like birdie, eagle, birdie, or birdie, birdie, eagle, birdie. He's playing with his childhood hero. It's kind of like if Max Homa and Tiger Woods were paired up. You got Adam sure. Scott and Cam Davis, Aussies, and they eke out a win. Uh, Sung JM and Sebastian Munoz, you know, handily take care of Tony Finau and Kevin Kisner. And then Tom Kim drips this putt in <laughs> on 18. Did you, see, uh, you got to watch this. He literally bumped. I'll, I'll see if I can pull it up. I'll oh, there's some up. great freeze frames of his putter grip hitting the ground before the ball even like disappeared. And he's turning and I am a huge Tom Kim fan. I'm, I'm on the train. I love him. I think he's going to be a star. He, he apparently picked up golf at nine years old, went pro at 15, and now he's 20, and he's just, you know, taking down giants. Follow Tom Kim. So Saturday night we go to bed, and, and, and it looked like kind of that Ben Crenshaw got a funny feeling, and you had people even saying, don't, you know, I think it was DL3 in one of his press conferences says, I know, I know a little something about comebacks. Like, we're not, we're not taking anything for granted. Justin Thomas, somebody asked him, what's the mood in the locker room? He goes, nobody has to say anything. Everybody knows what they yeah. have to do tomorrow. And it was cool to feel that again, like to be like, oh, shit, this got real. Um, and and I do think growing up with the inter- growing up with this and being skeptical in the early goings, especially with the amount of and it still has been since 98. So whatever years since the international team has won, there's a different vibe after this one, after the last couple. But this one specifically uh some somebody somebody out there on the Twitter sphere said this is the first tournament where you can really feel or the the live guys are missed and I was like by who yeah. and I do like somebody else I said, I, that's I, not the even though I didn't watch I was still very cl- paying very close attention to the social media around it it was not the impression I got either from that standpoint no like, it, it wasn't I think like they, was that was some complaining or anything I did not get the impression that there was that people thought that the president's cup was necessarily lacking. No, again, I think it actually went over the different direction. I think we might see a repeat captaincy with Trevor Immelman and this crew. I think they might've said, you know what? We got something here. Cause they, if you, again, watching them, some of my favorite stuff we'll get into with your yeah. boy kids. Uh, but right after it was all said and done where Trevor Immelman was greeting all the players after their matches. Love you, brother. You played like a champion out there that we fought. Yep. He's like, all right, now let's go root on. Let's go root on. It was like, let's go root on the next guy. And he was giving it to some of the journalists who tried to play the live card or the, is this a real event? And, and he was saying, I'm sick of people who were talking about this team like they're a joke. And you step yeah. back and you look how young they are. And they do have some accomplishments over there to hang their hat on. And I mean, geez, six or seven, of, I think they had eight rookies. And this is a, yeah. and some of them admitted it. They're like, "This is the biggest thing we've ever done in our lives." I, it, it doesn't, no, there's nothing wrong with admitting that. At some point, everybody's got to do the biggest thing in their life. Like, I t- <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you what, I don't think there's a there's there's not an American player who would want to go line up again right now. It's like that was a yeah. battle. Like, those guys are busted and bruised, and then 
Um, I can't imagine what they got into last night. We oh, are recording sure this. We are, we're on Monday. <laughs> so have you seen any of the shenanigans or any of the quotes and everything? I, ha- I you know, I, I admittedly, I have been in bed all day. I have not seen anything all day today coming out of you, the weekend. You and your hell. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, I think it's no surprise. Kevin Kisner won the press conference, um, basically flat out saying, I think "Of course we, he did." I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna summarize here, but he is basically saying, "I've never been around a group of guys who are a better world class group of golfers and a worse group of partiers in my life." <laughs> he was basically playing the line, and he. He was saying I was brought onto this team. For, well, it, I was brought on here to be funny, yeah. to, to putt, and he goes in for tonight. And it was like kind of that vibe. <laughs> it was they're going all out. It's gonna be it's gonna be a he's, scene. And then he's the to draw a comparison. He's the Johnny Gomes of the the U.S. golf team. Where you if you want to go to war with anybody, you uh, want to go to war with Johnny. <laughs> I I want. I mean, I want to start a campaign right now. Um, kids in Rome. Uh, instead of winning Rome, get it? Because yep, the, right, it. the right, the right, thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> the Ryder Cup's in Rome, and I think, I think what Kiz has proven for a few international teams there, it was given to Phil. Phil was that guy. Mm-hmm. Phil was the 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 elder statesman who had been there, done that, and could see people through the pressure. I think Kiz. People think you have to. Kiz doesn't have a major to his name. But he's a professional yeah. golfer, and he knows what he's doing. And I think the best part about him is his humility. And and you need that in that team room because if you are flying high like the like the U.S. team was early, you can get a little too clo- close to the sun and not back down before your wings melt. I will give you $5 if you tell me what that's a reference to. Um, hit me with it. I can't uh, think straight, man. Greek mythology, <laughs> Icarus. Uh, oh, see, yeah, you see the, – the, Greek with uh, look, you don't get that with any other golf show. <laughs> All right, so the pod juice tonight is Laser Cat, it's the Imperial IPA from Laser Cat, and I think this is Medusa Brewing in Hudson, Mass. What do you got over there? Uh, oh, in Hudson, Mass. Okay, I, I've been out to Hudson, they uh, they get some good stuff over there. I have just uh, what's, this is a uh, 19 Crimes Red. Uh, I like uh, 19 Cabernet, uh, it's a Cabernet Sauvignon. 19 I'm a, su- I'm a sucker for decent marketing and they've got some good, uh, they've got some so, good. So you know what things. I love? I, I found this one, this one wine at Sam's club. If you're familiar with Sam's club at all. Very much store. so. Yeah. Yeah. So Sam's club, they sell, um, a, what's this, it? This, 19, where this shirt came from. <laughs> I love it. Uh, 1914, I believe was, is what it's called. It's 1914. It's a, it's a Cabernet and it's a whiskey barrel aged Cabernet and it's, one of the best wines I've ever had, and it's a thirteen dollar bottle of wine. It's freaking fantastic. How about, How about this? You give me the whiskey, you can keep the barrel for your wine, sissy boy. <laughs> no, that actually sounds delicious. It was delicious. And I bet they were drinking a lot more than just Mick Ultra. I know Michelob Ultra sponsors the PGA Tour official beer, yada yada yada. I loved seeing some of these imperial sized bottles uh that were specially made for the President's Cup. And again, a whore for branding over here. Shouts to Mick Ultra. I thought it was a there's some really classy stuff they were looking out there. Did you see the big belly guy? The what? Good lord, son! No, no, I, I just, I just didn't hear you for real. Like I actually oh. didn't hear what you said. <laughs> Sorry, big belly people out there be like, calm down, bud. Don't be such a dick. <laughs> um, if you just Google big belly guy in Presidents Cup, there should be and go to images. Don't go to images. 
Don't do that at all. Oh, God, who are these things? Yeah, I don't know. There's a guy, and he'll be on social media. You'll see him. He'll be a meme for years. Got to be four bills, if at least. And he was standing behind, I think it was Sung J.M., and he had his shirt pulled up and just had this magna- magnificently huge, magnanimous. It was a very, ge- it was a very generous belly. No, he had this huge, huge belly hanging out. It was like the Mick Ultra guy who got famous standing behind Tiger. He's holding the same pose yep. and everything, classic stuff. So there's a lot of winning going on at the President's Cup this weekend. Yes. Uh, the USA won. Social media definitely won. Kevin I think Kessler the won. Ke- the so that- won. <laughs> Uh, Max Homa, I guess it was Max Homa tweeted out this morning. I am unwell. Justin Thomas retweet. <laughs> I think I don't know. Kiz came in somewhere. There was some good. There was some good uh, shtick going back and forth. Now, real quick on the Presidents Cup, I yes. said earlier. I think we could see a repeat of Trevor Immelman. Yeah, I don't. That, yes, I don't think we will because he's about to go into the NBC Tower and take over Nick Faldo's spot. I don't think he's going to turn down that. Yeah, that, I can't um, see him turning that down either. For uh, for pro bono work. And look, he does a decent job at it too. Like he's not a bad he oh, doesn't do a bad job at the commentating, so go for it. I yeah. think I think he might be I think he might stay. I mean I we might see him as a vice captain forever. It's sure. kind of like in the Ryder Cup. I don't know if you noticed Steve Stricker was a was a vice captain mm-hmm. here. Or assistant captain. I don't know what term they're using. So I can I, I could see Trevor Immerman being a staple, which I think he should be. I loved I absolutely loved the way he spoke. I, I wanted to go play for him after hearing him talk and the way they talk about the shield and they've created this entity now. And I, I mentioned earlier, there's some stats that kind of open the eyes and the president's cups a baby. We want, yeah, our, we want 90, we want, it was created in what? 93, 94, right? 94. Okay. Uh, 93, 94 tomato, tomato. The first 25 rider cups apparently were like 23, 20, 22, three and water, 21, three and one. Apparently it was so lopsided for decades. And that's kind of what forced team great Britain to open up and bring in mainland Europe. That along the fact that Seve was just a baller, but uh, we could be seeing that tipping point here. They're not going to add more players. As a matter of fact, I do think that live is just going to go on as <clears throat> go on as an exhibition league, especially the way their contracts are set up. If you saw any of this, uh, the Taylor Gooch stuff that just got leaked, uh, his contract, some page, some sections of it got leaked, but I think we're going to see the pre- I th- I, we're going to see much more, many much more much more wins. We're going to see many more wins from the international side in our lifetime because yes. Tom Kim's not going anywhere, Sung JM's not going anywhere, Siwoo Kim's not going anywhere, Cameron da- Cam Davis is not going anywhere, Cam Smith might be coming back. Uh, you know, Corey Connors isn't going anywhere. Taylor Pendrith. These guys are young, and so that's why also when Illman's like this team's not a joke. I think he also means in the sense of like, just stick around. You know, that said, I like the way we stack up. I think, uh, you know, for every Tom Kim, we have a Max Homa. For every Siwoo Kim, we got a Scotty Scheffler. For every Hideki Matsuyama, you know, we got Jordan Spieth or Justin Thomas. So we match up as well. It's going to be fun to watch international golf for the next few years. I don't know what Ryder Cup Europe's going to do because that ass whooping, that ass whooping at Whistling Straits is the kind that we took. And I can't remember exactly where it was, but afterwards USA golf like created the task force and all this kind of nonsense. But um, at the end of the day, 
organizationally, you can set everything up how you want to. You have to have people with the, the grit of mm-hmm. Davis Love the Third or the passion of Trevor Immelman or the gravitas of Tiger Woods or Rory yeah. McElroy to win these things. These guys want leaders in the clubhouse. They want to go to battle. They have to convince themselves. You have to create that. I mean, letting them play ping pong until two in the morning and shit. It works. Sure. And they play better and they play better because of it. I what well, I didn't expect I really didn't expect Scotty Scheffler to lose Sunday, but I think that was the I don't know. He just got he just got he just got picked up. There was one hole where his he, opponent if I remember correctly, he was kind of disappointing all around on the, the weekend, right? I mean, he was lackluster. President's well, he, Cup, he kind of disappointed as far as what he was able to provide. He did sit out one of the sessions, and no, he did okay. Uh, I think, like, he, I'm trying to pull up the scoreboard. Not Sanderson Farms. PGA Cause Tours. Because I, I think on Thursday, day one, it was him and Burns, right? And weren't they the only ones to lose? Was the Scheffler and Burns were the only U.S. team to, to right. lose on day one? Do Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. Yeah, you are. And then he drew on Tuesday, lost, sat out, and lost. Yeah, lackluster performance from the world number one. Then again, Tiger Woods wasn't that wasn't that great. He doesn't have an, he doesn't have an awesome uh, international record either. I love the little clicking. I love I love when you get on the keyboard and you go out. <laughs> you are searching. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm trying to do side work. And yes, I have a very loud keyboard. <laughs> and not side work is. I mean, for the show. Like I'm not. Not. I'm. My attention's on the show. Like, that came out so wrong. If, if you're what I mean is, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying if, to do. I'm trying to pull up topics that are relevant to what you're talking about because I have a hard time keeping up with your stories sometimes. <laughs> you and me both to to be in my brain. So the party probably went all night. I yes. would be. I would kill. To be a fly on the wall. Tom Kim, I saw a shot of him once again, the Tom Kim show. You know, he's hanging out with the USA team in the after party. And this morning there was a shot of him with his shirt off and the entire USA team had signed his body. Like this is this is yeah. our, this is the kind of golf our country deserves and the kind of golf our country needs. It's the kind and, of golf golf needs. Forget about our country. Golf just needs that. <laughs> like what? Like, yeah, sure. Sorry, we're fun. going into campaign season. <laughs> so i taylor gooch actually hold on president's cup any anything else yes. i mean look like i said it, it wasn't a very look shocking pop quiz hot shot did you do the the reading you did not it's it wasn't okay. a very shocking weekend u.s came out and won yes they won maybe a little bit closer than people thought they were going to but that didn't shock oh. me because as i said last week i thought the internationals were God. were gritty enough to be able to win a couple matches, but it was everything pretty much played out the way I figured it would. Um, so that's the president's cup. Yeah. Are you pissed off? Cause the Patriots suck again. So look, here's what, here's what the Patriots did to me this weekend. I, I started I'd love this, I, to hear this. Cause okay, after, so I, after getting boo-fooed by your advice, <laughs> I went, I went back to the fan duel guru and that didn't do me any good either. So yeah, yeah. we're going to have to work on a hybrid approach. So Sunday, I, I I spent the whole morning pretty much saying like the Patriots are going to lose this game. Um, I think they'll be able to keep it Hedging. close, Hedging. but but they're going to lose. So like I was prepared for a loss, and I was like, you know what, it wouldn't even shock me if it was a blowout loss. Like it, I was prepared for like that was my expectations, and then they gave me hope throughout the game, 
And then, and then you know, they they kept they they had the lead, and then Nelson Aguilar had the big catch, and he's running on the field, and then he gets it punched off from behind, and then Mac Jones throws what was it two fourth quarter interceptions, and the, like they just gave in, three they, picks and four possessions. They just gave me hope, and I fell for it. And I just fell for it, and then I found myself at the end of the game for some reason. Even though I knew they were gonna lose, uh, I knew they were gonna lose, and I knew that even the final score was closer than I thought it could have been. I was prepared for a blow, and they only lost by eleven in the end. And I still found myself yelling at the TV, pissed off because they freaking gave me hope, <laughs> and that's what I hated about it. I would have uh, rather them just be down the whole time. But you know what? Look, the offense showed some serious signs of. Um, uh, improvements and, and production, and I think it was the fact that they were able to put up what was it, twenty six points uh, when they weren't even sniffing twenty this year so far in the first two weeks. Like that's big. Uh, yes, they made some silly mistakes. Uh, Mac Jones needs to go back and look at the tape if he's even going to be able to play because that was the other big thing. He got hurt, and it sounds like it's a high ankle sprain. Uh, he's going to have an MRI to confirm it, but the, the x-rays are negative for broken bones. It's a high ankle sprain that's being classified right now, so he might have Come to sit down, a couple Brian weeks. Hoyer? He might, but you know what? That's not the end of the world right now. Brian Hoyer actually ran this offense better in preseason than, than Mac Jones did, so like it's not the end of the world. Um, and I think Mac Jones is still in a, in a place in his career developmentally where it's not that big of a drop-off from Mac Jones to, to Brian Hoyer. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if Brian Hoyer, say Mac Jones missed, you know, two to three weeks if, if Brian Hoyer could get a, a win, maybe even two wins for this team. Because, look, the offense as a whole played a lot better. The offensive line looked great. They were getting the tight ends more involved. This defense is continuing to surprise me. So, less the Patriots, they, they lost. But what I saw from them, even though they made silly, stupid errors that they need to go back and look at the tape and say, man, we could have avoided that, I still think it was a step in the right di- direction considering the expectations on the year as a whole. So – Google tells me, first of all, uh, ball security period. You're right. They they don't they don't turn the ball over, and they might actually win that. Not going away, but I mean, the, they were driving. They were moving when when they when yes. those turnovers happened. It wasn't like it was. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. The, it wasn't like Aguil- a hail. Ma- it wasn't a hail mary or something like they they were they were had momentum. <laughs> yeah, the big mo baby. So all right, the Googler says six to eight weeks for a high ankle sprain. Hmm. Very possible. It depends on how – if that is actually what it is. It depends on if he's able to withstand playing through like a quarter zone shot or whatever. You know, there's so many things like that for the NFL that can make it more. But I, I think was they, just trying to gauge your your, your own reaction because I've always – it's September. You know, you don't award the whole – It wouldn't shock award. me if you missed four to six weeks is what I'm thinking. It wouldn't shock me if you missed four to six weeks. So we're talking Thanksgiving mm-hmm. – at worst. Yeah. Which talking about Thanksgiving, we might be able to give, uh, I believe on this Thanksgiving, sorry, this is a complete like detour. This right shit here. went off the rails <laughs> a long time. This ago. is a complete detour, but thanks. How, think about how fantastic Thanksgiving as a sports fan is going to be this year. We're going to have football as always, but we're also going to have world cup soccer on Thanksgiving oh, this shoot, year. That's right. Because the world cup starts in November. We're going to, we're going to get football. We're going to get, Worldwide football, we're gonna. Hey, get we're soccer fans again. So much sports on Thanksgiving this year. I'm thrilled. So it's so gonna be fantastic. Sports. That's gonna be our next T-shirt. So, so much, much sports. sports. <laughs> I am not in my so, right mind tonight. So I much more for activity. 
Uh, the joke's less funny when you explain it. Um, yes. <laughs> high ankle sprain six to eight weeks. If you don't award the Heisman in September and you don't judge a Patriots team in September, Bill Belichick is famous for not phoning it in, but testing it out, saying yes. know, September's it, 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 I think the only way it could be a true loss is if they ever went one and three, oh and four. But I love when they go two and two and everybody's hair's on fire, and that's how we got on to Cincinnati. And I I I'll say that's something refreshing and reassuring about NFL football because college ain't like that, right? You drop yeah. one and then it's teeth chattering time. I yes, look at exactly. a team, I, I, I look at a team uh like Texas AM. You know, mm-hmm. Arkansas doinks one at the buzzer and they're all they're yeah, this is a great win. And Jimbo, Jimbo, we got some things to figure out. You know, we got a lot of work to do, but these tough guys right here and they bounce back. Jimbo, yeah. you lost to you, you lost to App State and <laughs> lost to James Madison. I know we don't like to do the law of transference here, but there's something to be said about that. Your one loss is not a quality loss. You did mm-hmm. it wasn't like it's not even like Alabama who's gonna come see you later, or I can't know, I don't know who's where, but they gotta play Alabama this year too, every year in the West. That's a quality loss. Anybody in the SEC West is a quality loss. App State's not a quality mm-hmm. loss. So y'all can run the board no. here, and you're going to find yourself on the outside wanting. Uh, Ohio State is Ohio State, and they're, you know, it's going to come down to Ohio State, Michigan again, because I don't see Penn State doing much of anything, and Michigan State's yeah. a freaking joke. So I guess the real football is just going to be found in Athens, huh? Sure. Do you even know what I'm talking about? That's where Georgia no. is. <laughs> I did just quickly check their Georgia's record, though, and I see they are top of the SEC, so they are having themselves a good year. So they're, on, they're, on, the they're on top of the country, son. They're, they're oh, look, this is number this one, is, and quick, 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 quick. They've got a lot of work to do because they they, yeah. they got a visit from Kent State. They paid a million bucks to come get pushed around by a small team from the Midwest. So <laughs> back to you in the studio. There's your well, football five. Well, and this is the thing with the Patriots, too, when it comes to the Patriots here. This is going to be their hardest uh, section of the schedule as well. Um, in reports, I just did double track. Reports are, reports are that Mac Jones will miss multiple weeks. No surprise. Um, yeah. So to expect that, I like I said, I do think Brian Hoyer is capable enough to um, – to still be able to get a win or two if he say misses four weeks, uh, he can get him a couple wins, and and then the the schedule is only going to get easier for them as the season goes on. Obviously, it's they still have to play Buffalo twice, they still have to play Miami one more time. So those are three games right there that have probably chalk them up to losses. Uh, so if you do that, you know you're talking you, you know one in five at this point. But if they can if they can rattle off a couple Split more wins that. right there, then you know on the other games then. You know, maybe they're maybe they are on the edge. I still don't think they make the playoffs, but maybe they keep it interesting. Come you know the final couple weeks of the season, and they're right there on the edge. Uh, I still think this is like an eight and nine, nine and eight kind of team. So we'll we'll just kind of see how it how it plays out. The Mac Jones injury is going to change a lot, obviously. I have got to see. I still get messed up on the seventh on the uh, how many games are we playing now? 17, 18 games. 17, uh, games. 17. 17 games, 18 weeks. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. That just, that just was what I was talking about. Like I still get mixed up on the math when I hear people do that. Did you see this Tua Tagovailoa uh, head bouncing off the turf? Yes. And then it ended up being uh, um, a bet classified as a back injury. Cause he did come back, which means he clear, he came back into the game, which means he cleared concussion protocol. But now the NFL PA is um, investigating whether that concussion protocol was done correctly. And they want to make sure that he didn't actually have a concussion 
and and was still in let back in the game. Um, it does sound like it was a lower back injury, according to the, the coach Mike McDaniels for the Dolphins, who said it, he the reason why he looked so wobbly in the field wasn't because it was a concussion, which he also thought when he first saw it live. Uh, but as Tua described it, it was because his lower back felt like Gumby, is the quote that Tua said to Mike McDaniels, and that Mike McDaniels then echoed to the media. Uh, so, yes, it, even though the video looked like you would assume a concussion because of the way he hit his head on the ground, apparently it's a lower back injury. But that is what exactly what the NFLPA is investigating to see if it was, in fact, um, a back injury and not a mishandled concussion. I just saw the video for the first time, and um, and honestly, back injury sounds plausible. I've heard I've heard a lot of people be like, "You don't go jelly legs like that unless it's neurological." This that, that I've got, I've got lower back issues. Shocker, old man River. But like my wife will tell you, we'll be walking, and all of a sudden it it is. It's like a sharp pain, and you just go jelly, and you just drop because you're like, ah. And she'll, she'll say something like, "Jesus, what's your problem?" I'm like, ah. she's like, "Oh, you're back." But that's what it looked like to me because that was the first time I saw it, and I saw him jogging off, and then all of a sudden he kind of like goes all like just limp. That's yeah. I would if you if it was neurological and I'm not a doctor no I mean please I'm just trying to you know you've seen these other ones where they get hit and they truly are just they don't know where they are what they're doing so I'll be interested to see what the investigation turns out because that's the first time I've seen it too and it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like anything nefarious especially if they're wearing those helmets and and he's sliding it's not like he got it's not like he he's going straight down he's getting pushed back yeah hit the ground but he's sliding and that coupled with you know the jelly leg dance, I see why they pulled him. You have to, you have to go. Come here. Oh, of course. Come here. Come here. Well, that's Look the thing. The they did the right thing by pulling him to check him out. That's the whole purpose of the concussion and, and, protocol nowadays. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with the NFL saying, okay, can we double check your work? Because there's a lot of people who are really pissed off, and quite frankly, it would do all of us, including you all, some good if we just you know kind of double checked it. Because so I see no problem with this. I just had to ask because that was. One of the first times I heard about it was on my way home from work, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't see that yesterday, and I didn't get that deep into it. I don't know if you heard, but the U.S. won the President's Cup uh, pretty handily. And it was, <laughs> yes, it was I think we talked about that. It, it couldn't have worked out better, though, because the Pats finished, and then we had, like, the last seven holes where the Cup's going to be decided. And then that wrapped up, and we went into what turned out to be a real awful, awful game with Brady and the Pack which that just was not an entertaining game until Brady almost made the comeback and yada, yada, yada. I get it. But like overall, but I had Aaron Rodgers on my fantasy team. So I was happier with that. Nobody, nobody cares. And I nobody was going cares. Against, and I was going against Tom Brady. So I was happy with the outcome. Don't be that guy. <laughs> I won by four points. All right. <laughs> I needed, I needed every then you, point. Then you can be that guy. This is the business <laughs> of a guy who just did nothing all weekend. Um, but are you seeing, is Brady fallible? Is this the Giselle, yes. the Giselle slump, you think? I think we saw it last week. He was so pissed off, he broke two tablets on the sideline. Those are the reports. He broke two Microsoft Surface tablets. He was so pissed off. And I'm sorry, but when you look at the game this week, there's not really much reason for him to be any happier this week with that game, with the way it happened. So, yeah, no, I think we're seeing – a crack, and, and what's interesting is that I think at this point everybody thought the crack in Brady's arm was going to be his age and his physical crack. I think we're more so now seeing 
he's obviously able to do it physically for this long, but we're now seeing the mental game come in because, yeah, he has kind of monopolized his family's life for the past however many years, you know, 20-something years, and they're fighting back a little bit. And look, do I see both sides of the argument? Sure, I do. You, you, you kind of choose each other in marriage and, and, and choose to sacrifice a little bit for each other. Um, but at the same time, I see Giselle being like, I sacrificed for how many years? Like, so like, I see both sides of the argument, but I think it's clear that he is, he's on the edge. He's on a short fuse mentally right now. And that's where, like we joked about it two weeks ago on the Sunday morning preview show on belly up fantasy live that, you know, I said, you know, is the outside stuff something you need to worry about? from Brady as from a fantasy aspect. And we all kind of laughed it off and said, no, nah, there's no way Brady Brady will be able to overcome that. The last two weeks, I think, have proved us wrong and said, nah, he's benchable in a single QB league right now. He's not to be trusted. And I, I think there's too when's much the going last on. Time, when's the last time that's been said? I think there's just too much going on with him right now. Well, first of all, his plastic surgery looks like crap. Like, it does look like they – they went to Mexico to get plastic surgery done. Now I'm joking about because Skeletor over here looks not healthy. It's 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 the kind of like that's like stress thin. Like he looks gaunt. You know, you got like that thing going on. A little too much cheekbone action for me. Uh, but it, that's yeah, what I read. Face too. looks like, sickly. Giselle, <laughs> like Giselle's in New York doing sh- like photo shoots and modeling gigs and like business ventures that she's been putting off and. That's where people are like, I don't think when Tom says it's not marital or people say it's not the football, you're right. Oh, sorry, he didn't say it's not marital. He said it's personal shit. And mm-hmm. others are saying um, it's not the football. It's not him going back to football per se that set Giselle off. I agree. It's probably not that. It could have been anything. Because I think what she's saying is it's my time now. Like you said, I said I. she's quoted as saying I created a cocoon in Massachusetts for my kids and like – I, I basically shelved what could have been the prime of my, even though it still was a lucrative career. I think every year they've been together, she's been, she's made more money than him. It's like some, because of her yeah. Victoria's Secret. Oh yeah. Deals. She makes oh, so she, much yeah, more money. So much more money. But it's not about the money when you get to that level. It's about the productivity. She's, I mean, nobody likes to say it, but I mean, she's an artist. She's a creator. She's a model. You know, she's all these things. She's a fashion person. And I think that might be it too. It's kind of like, if it may, you know, I love that we're playing this Dr. Phil, uh, Dr. Phil meets always sunny in Seattle knockoff here. But if yeah. you, if you, if you look at Tom Brady, I, I don't think, I'm not going to say he's never been told no, but when he puts his mind to something, you know, it's his. And maybe she's saying, I'm cut from the same cloth, Tom. So I'm going. You've got the kids. Have fun. Yep. See it, you know, see you when I see you. You know where our place yes. is. It, it, See you it, later, it, alligator. <laughs> it could be. It, 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 but, but here's the thing. This could also be 1 million percent natural marriage type stuff where it is just that simple. Like it's not the end. It, it's not even, it might be, it might be a fight. I thought we were past this. You obviously need to play some more football. Go have fun. I'll be back in, you know, November. She'll be gone till November. She'll be gone till November. Um, <laughs> But I heard somebody else say something. Don't sleep on the box. They've got people coming back. Aaron Rodgers, I think they Aaron do have Rodgers. people coming back. The, right now, they are they are lacking the majority of their weapons. So yes, the Bucks could easily turn it around. And I think Aaron Rodgers is is wonderful, and I think he's going to be a fun press conference all year. 
I love his answer when somebody says he's entertaining. Uh, he's entertaining, but he is one of the world class, the biggest world class douches in the world. I hate him. Yes. So wonderful is a misnomer. <laughs> when I when I said wonderful, I meant wonderfully entertaining. Like yes, I, wonderfully I think, entertaining is a proper explanation of him. And and I don't. I mean, I think he's a freaking weirdo. But like, I loved his answer when somebody was trying to make a big deal out of like redemption or something over beating the yeah. box. Like, and he's just like, I mean, it's week three. He's like, it's nice. Exactly. Might mean something well, for tiebreakers down the road, but other than that, you know, good to get a win. We now, did you see that. his? Did you see his post game press conference? Oh, no, not I press conference, I, but his, his post game interview. Aaron Rodgers I will only, interview. I didn't see it, but I, I may have read or heard what you're about to reference. I can't look at him ever since I saw the picture <laughs> of his like sam his like samurai bun that he's got going on. I know it's awful, but my daughter has my daughter has that hair. I'm just saying he that. didn't say specifically what he saw, but apparently he saw something on. Now remember this allegedly, game allegedly this game was played in Tampa Bay, uh, and he saw something on the jumbotron prior to the final play for Tampa Bay that tipped him off to something that he went over and told the defense. And apparently was, he saw something that tipped off what the bucks were going to do on their final play. You know, apparently he was right because the, they it worked and the defense was able to adjust. I don't know what he saw, but apparently Tampa's jumbotron operator sold Brady and the bucks out somehow. I don't know how, cause I haven't seen what he's seen or heard what he's seen, but it's just interesting. <laughs> it's just interesting. Well, let's not dox the Jumbotron uh, operator in Tampa Bay. The, the, guy, the guy probably doesn't even live in Tampa. He probably lives across the bridge and you know, has a nice little normal life. But if that's true, if – well, I mean, hey. Obviously not that. Every other news outlet does it. If true, if confirmed, um, I don't think – I mean, I think that's actually kind of normal, right? They talk about that all the time. Yeah. Did you see the video of, of Captain Russ Wilson uh, on the sideline telling everybody, run a pass? Runner pass, guys. Got to let him know. Runner pass. I, I didn't see that, but I heard. But I heard the. I heard. Um. I don't know. Was it Colin? I forget which uh, broadcaster was. But when Denver scored the the game winning touchdown, I, th- he definitely let a, a Denver fucking scored slip on live air. It was fantastic. I don't know if Good you've seen that. You, Look it Collinsworth. up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was Collinsworth. It was one of the broadcasts. I don't know exactly who it was, but one of them like let out a, and Denver fucking scores. <laughs> Well, it was the shittiest game in yeah. the entire world. Uh, Ross Tucker had a great point earlier today. He said, can't wait to see what the ratings are for that. Because if they're, if it's 15, 20 million people tuned into that, that's just confirmation yeah. that this country has a massive problem. Like we are addicted to football and sports betting because uh, RIP to anybody. I don't even know what the over-under I mean, was, but RIP to anybody who bet the over. I can't I imagine. Mean, when we get off the show tonight, I'm going to be turning on – Monday Night Football, which is a matchup featuring Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones, a quarterback. So, Everybody, I mean, ev- yes, you know why? I'm addicted to football. <laughs> every I, I want to see how Cooper Rush, my daughter's namesake, Cooper. Uh, yes. We named little known fact because we couldn't name her Cooper. If you Rush, say you one. named her after Cooper Rush, then well, you have we could a problem, we couldn't sir. name her Cooper Rush because so we went with Cooper <laughs> Rose. But yeah, the the bottle the the bottle's out of the cat. We're uh, we named our kid after the Dallas quarterback. No. <laughs> Uh, but I'm, I'm I'm interested because Jerry Jones, 
Don't you go dying on me. I'm alive. Jarrah. That snuck up on me. (laughs) Jarrah. Jarrah Jones, after watching his Arkansas Razorbacks. I like that Arkansas and Texas A&M kind of have this neutral site thing going at Jerry's World every year. Yeah, yeah. It's an old throwback to the Southwestern Conference. I'm a big, I'm a big, not not necessarily neutral site all the time, but like Georgia, Florida, and Jacksonville for certain games. Oklahoma, Texas at the the um, Texas State Fair. But Jarrah Jera was asked, you know, with Dak out, what's the deal? What happens if Cooper all of a sudden plays well? Would you have a, a contra- quarterback controversy? And you know, yeah. he said, well, I, I would, I would welcome that, you know. And basically, he was saying, yeah, I, of course we would, because if somebody's playing that well and you're winning, that's good news for everybody. He's yeah. like, it's not a controversy. And it's funny because the press, you know, he's like, you would call it a controversy, but we would just call it good business. Like we want our players to be playing well, but what the criticism he's getting is, I guess he didn't even let out a first and foremost, you know, Dax, our guy, like we want him to get yeah. back as health, quick and healthy as possible, but blah, 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 blah. And oh, then he comes back off. and says, we would welcome that. Because <laughs> yeah, Jerry's the kind of guy who, I mean, you could you if you're in business with yeah, him. For they just 20, they just paid Dak. He got paid. That's what. That's <laughs> what the, the counter. The counter to that was, how does Dak feel about this? And Dak probably would just point to the pile of guaranteed money that's exactly. in his contract and go, ah, I don't care. You know, all right, cool. Exactly. It's the Ed, the Ed Orgeron story when when he got fired from LSU. Have you heard this? It's a good one. No, he was giving a talk recently and. Ed Orgeron's got a voice that sounds like uh, oh Chewbacca from Star Wars. Yeah, I got this old long Cajun voice. You know, like Go Tiger. You always have Go sure, Tiger. I met those people in West Virginia before. Sure. Yeah, but this is Louisiana, <laughs> but they are the same. You know, actually, I'm not going to say. Oh, you get you get shot where I come from talking like that. Cajun Cajun folk in the Appalachian. I know it's different. I know it's different. Wildly different tribes. We'll have a whole know, special on it later. Anyway, Hatfield and McCoy. He, he wins. <laughs> he wins the national title, and then like a year or two later, he's going four and eight or whatever it was. And yeah. apparently, uh, the AD calls him in, or the president calls him in, and says, "You know, we got a problem. You know, we got we're not things aren't looking too good, Coach. We got twelve and a half million left on your contract, and we're going to give it to you, and you know, to to let you go." And he's like, "Got anything? You know, got anything you want to say?" Apparently, his only answer was. When you want me gone, which door you want me out of? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's getting and his a, money. What does 12 he care? And a, Twelve and a half million. I mean, after taxes, it's only probably what, like six. But, but still, but, still, chunk the of man change. can afford to take a year off at that point and figure out his next step. He doesn't have the stress, and that's the biggest thing when you lose a job is the stress. But look, before we go, like, we only have a short time left in the show here. We, we, we should turn this around back to golf because I think we're missing we, – we haven't talked about a pretty big story in the golf world. I think it's going underreported right now, and, and it's a pretty big move that I'm curious to see if we see some fallout or some echoing from other countries taking this type of step. Um, and that is the fact that Swedish Golf Federation cut ties with Henrik Stenson just because he's on the Live Tour. Or his relationship with the Live Tour. And the exact quote is, we believe that Henrik, given his involvement with Live Golf, can no longer act as a role model for Swedish junior golfers. And that comes from Gunnar Hawkinson, the Swedish Federation's Secretary General. I'm sorry. Really? We did it, we did it, we did it to he our can't, guys. He can't be 
a role model because of the tour he chooses. It's look, it's not like this is death race. We're not talking about death race here. You remember the movie Death Race? Like no, this no, is no. you never saw it? okay. Well then bad example, I guess, for, for the conversation with you. Uh but like this isn't like this the tour that he's playing on is some crazy um humane like like that the way they're playing is detrimental to the humanity of the world and a bad example they're just out there playing golf for money that they weren't getting somewhere else and they're playing golf a little differently how does that change henrik stenson being a role model for junior golfers i don't see the connection that they're making to say that he they have to cut ties with them now, if they want to come on and say that they that they were going to go with a younger Swedish golfer to be their main, like kind of spokesperson and face of Swedish golf, like I get that Henrik Stenson hasn't exactly been relevant for a couple of years now, but to completely cut ties with him and to blame it on the live his relationship with Live Golf, I think is outrageous and a line that didn't need to be crossed. Like, how do you feel on it? I have a question. Are you upset about the language chosen? I think the language is harsh, but I, th- I think just the act in general did it wasn't needed. I just I, I think this is just one of those shots in a war that just isn't. It doesn't do any good. It's like the it's like a shot after the battle's already done that that takes out somebody uh, when when the fighting's already over. Like this is this just doesn't feel like this was something that was needed. It feels like it was just extra fuel on a fire that was already out. Like they're trying to keep the. It almost feels like they're trying to keep the the negativity rolling when it was starting to dissipate a little bit. And and I don't. It, it just it just feels wrong to me in the sense. So, the Swedish Golf Federation is part of the International Golf Federation, which is basically. Mm-hmm. Everything. The International Golf Federation is everything that's not the PGA Tour. Their partners include the, the DP World Tour, LPGA, PGA of America, Masters Tour, RNA, USGA, mm-hmm. Rolex. You see where I'm going with this? Sure. So I, I hear what you're saying in the sense you're just like, it's bad form. Because I was about to say, we, yeah. we did the same. USA Golf has done the same thing to Bryson Brooks, DJ, and Patrick Reed. I mean, you, you're not welcome here, period. And, now they didn't, and we've they, and we've not, shared similar so we've so shared similar think, sentiments about it. I'm, after this week, I know I, I kind of don't. I kind of don't. I don't want them playing in international competitions if if they're going to play if they're going to sign these live contracts because be what you're going to be be the exhibition mm-hmm. tour. Don't try to be sure. more. You're you're not. Official World Golf ranking is going to be out the door, out the window for these guys because they're not playing 72 holes. Greg Norman went up to Congress hat in hand to try to get a little head start on the antitrust case. He got slapped around in there. I read some of the transcripts, looked at some of the notes because that's the kind of guy I am and that's the kind of the time I have. Yeah. This thing, and I go back to what I've said kind of all along, it's entertaining. And, I, and I'm glad that Hardy pointed out, and I was like, it's a good product. It's an entertaining product. Good would, would have the connotation of sustainable, profitable, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. It's a good idea. I think team golf is a fascinating concept, uh, and it is definitely entertaining to watch some of the world's best. Now, Taylor Gooch, they leaked some of this contract, and they are um, – you know these guys are going full force next year. The money is there for now, so they're going to go around again. Yep. And, once, and once again, I think what the world golf ranking is going to say – is you're not playing enough holes in your tournaments to qualify, period. 
We award it the 70. Here, here, these organizations which, have an out built in, which I don't think is yes. I don't think irresponsible. Notch up to 18 holes. Increase your field yeah. size. Not like there are certain requirements. When it comes to world golf this. rankings, I agree with you there. Like that's fine. Like sure. the rules of the rules when it comes to being ranked, I get it. That's fine. Now so the rules to, are the rules when it comes to international play. These, see, I, then these I tournaments think, I, are owned by the other organizations. Then I think the answer is yes. It's the language they're using. The fact that they're saying Hendrick Stenson can't sure. be a role model, I think, is a bullshit excuse by Swedish so you, golf. So you, why? So you so take, I don't um, see why. Umbridge, are are, I just don't, are I just, we declaring war on the Swedish Golf Federation? I just don't see why the Swedish Golf Federation can't say that, okay, Henrik Stenson is still – like, why do they have to come out and say Henrik Stenson can't be a role model? Like, that's bullshit. I'm sorry. The man is just out there playing golf. So he's playing golf for money in a different way, but it doesn't mean he can't be a role model. He's not out there killing people. He's not out there disrespecting people. Like, he can still be a role model. Sure. I feel like it, this it, is – if they came, but if they came out and turned around and, and instead said that we are choosing to replace Henrik Stenson with uh, Alex Norin or Jonas Bliss or, or, or yeah, like yeah, exactly. Annika is a great example. Sure, take the woman's approach. Like, uh, trust me, the, I, I guarantee this you Swedish role in the Swedish Golf Federation. Well, I'm sure she does, but as far as like the way they said it is that they were they were almost admitting that Henrik Stenson was like the face of the Swedish Golf Federation in the world he as far as and he was and he was because yeah. he had an amazing season a few years ago but when why can't they just the come players, out and say that we're going to we're going to start rolling yeah the, he's yeah. one of the Rolex players sure why can't they just say we're going to push Alex Norn or Jonas Lux or one of these other well, you know, David Lingmarth, Robert Carlson. This, there's a, there's a lot of Swedish golfers. Why do they have to come on and flat out say Henrik Stenson can't be a role model? I think that is lazy and bullshit, and that just is fuel to a fire that's not needed. The language, I think, is where they're wrong. Because this is the NBA, and they had to they had to plant their flag and say, "This is the team that we're on. This is what the direction we're going, and this is how we feel." They had to send a message to anybody else who might be thinking of chasing money and riding two horses with one ass because. I go back to entertaining, not tournament championship golf, period. The venues, the, yeah, it the, be different. By the way, the field be... even isn't. And yes. I you, you can't you can't have four or five stars and call yourself a champ. So that's where I keep going back to. I um I think it's fascinating. They said you're not a role model for kids, because I agree with you. It doesn't get me fired up like it does you. I'm smiling because <laughs> I'm like I was I was laughing my head off about that. And I was like, oh, I just think really? it's lazy. That's it's just, la- yeah, it's that's just lazy. I would have much more respected of the Swedish Golf Federation, which, they trust me, I was just as surprised as you were that we were going to start talking about the Swedish Golf Federation. <laughs> I know, right? Jeez, talk about like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting another laser cat because I'm, I'm on the Swedish Golf Federation website. I swear to God, that's probably the most international traffic they've had. I have, um, a, I have it pulled up right now. That's where I have all these names I'm throwing out from. All these. Names. I mean, I know, I know these names anyways, but I need to be reminded honestly because a lot of these European countries just kind of blend together. If I'm being honest, as an American, it's, it's ignorant. To say, but it's true. I'm I'm raising my eyebrow at you. I, my my great grandparents came over from Sweden. Um, <laughs> I take umbrage with your comments, sir. No, but I I understand what you're saying. You would have, you would have actually probably respected them a little bit more, understood a little bit more if they would have maybe come out and said with. Um, and they don't even. Okay, I'm going to give you two. A the Bud Pass. The Bud Pass is, and I don't mean pass. I mean this is the Bud Draft. Sorry, the Bud Draft of what the Swedes should have said, which is essentially. Uh, you know, 
we we sincerely appreciate the you know decades of service and you know representation Mr. Stenson has given yep. to the Swedish Golf Federation. We understand that he wants to take his career in a new direction, and we wish him all the best. You know, given our given our obligations and blah 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 blah, we think it's best for now if we if we you know, part ways and instead focus on some of the future Swedish golfers coming in the pipeline. Like you would appreciate something like that. I would. We would not even be talking about this subject right now if that was the case. Exactly. If they had said that, we would not be talking about this right now. That's why you have to throw a fire. You have to throw a haymaker. You have to, you know, that's. But the, what's the that's point the, of the haymaker? That, who would they? Who was? The, who are they fighting the haymaker against? Like, know, sure, like about, live golf, look, but but that's my problem with the golf world right now. Like this no, division with web traffic with street, and like PR. Like, and I get Flips. that, but still, like the fact that they felt the need to throw this haymaker is just not what it's not what the golf world is is supposed to be about. It's not what it's been about. Did you have you ever heard of a man named Albert Schweitzer? Yes, I've heard the name. Yes, uh, before Albert Einstein, Albert Schweitzer was pretty much considered one of the smartest men alive. Mm-hmm. Or and and then Schweitzer died, and my mom's best friend's father declared himself the smartest man alive. And then his <laughs> name was George Gast. And when George Gast died, George Gast <laughs> passed away. And at George Gast's funeral, my my mother, who was uh, George George, was her godfather. And mm-hmm. George's daughter, Gigi, was my mom's best friend. They declared me the smartest man alive. So I am the smartest man alive. It's undisputed. <laughs> nobody's, no, well, listen, nobody's disputed it with me, and nobody's proved yeah. me wrong. We have our new clip for the intro. The smart, <laughs> and, and, and even as the smartest man alive, I, it doesn't mean I know everything. You know, yep. conception, it's, it's, you wouldn't understand. You're right. As the I'm smartest not the smartest man, man You're not the smartest right. man alive. There are certain levels and nuances that's nuances is this to this that even I don't understand, right? There's definitely business partnerships and there's emails. Of course. And there's, yes. there's all these relationships and politics and I get where you're going and sunshine and yeah. rainbows and lollipops. They, and they I don't could know have been, when been I became, pushed by sponsorships. I get it. I get the business could, side. Could, I'm not naive to that. No, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, but, but grow a set of balls and stand up for what golf is at some point. Like, fuck, to call what? a man not a, go- like, not a role model I think is too far. Like, that's outrageous. All right, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. He's a sellout. He he took he took sure he's decades. a sellout. That's okay. Why is that not? A, why can't he be a role model though for the way he lives his life? Otherwise, though, <laughs> he's a sellout in his he's a sellout in his career. But he doesn't mean he's a bad like. Look, I view the no, role. I just I, like I, I just like how that was teed up, and it was it like was, he's a sellout. Was, it was teed so? up. <laughs> it was teed no, up right. He's the way I view the the idea of a role model is someone who carries themselves. And represents themselves in a true to themselves fashion, so they can instill confidence in younger generations to do the same, to be themselves and to be true to themselves. Henrik Stenson made a decision for himself and for his family that he is confident and okay with. He did nothing wrong against himself. He did nothing wrong. Sure, he he turned his back on the PGA Tour. Whoop de fucking do. It doesn't mean he's not a good role model. He is being true to himself. It's just in the venue that is being talked about. Yes, he can be considered a sellout. But you can say that about so many musicians who just followed their dream. Their dream was to be a star so they can make a difference. Look at Lady Gaga. You're going to say Lady Gaga was a sellout because she 
came onto the scene by she's admittedly come out and said in, in public that she purposely was over the top with the meat outfit and all these outrageous elaborate costumes and persona so that she would be noticed and then if you've noticed as her career is tracked on she has settled it down and you've noticed her mm-hmm. true pure talent as a singer she has admitted that she sold herself out so that she could make a difference in the end in the world so is John it wrong Mayer. is it, it is it wrong? To, but is it wrong to sell yourself out so that you can get to the end result that you believe is right in the world? Is that not being true to yourself? If that's just the path you have to take to, to achieve it? There's a Tina Turner song, Private Dancer, <laughs> that I really wish I could cue up right now. And it's I, know all the, I know the song, too. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the, the people saying, of Mahler, uh, Piper Golf and Mahler Bros are definitely happy. They were like, yeah, can you take our logos off? <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you that the the language is a little bit harsh and saying, um, I, I also don't disagree with the Swedish golf federation for taking the steps that they did. And for the, using the language that they did, their mission is to do certain things and they have a, you you know, I get what you're saying. We don't, I I don't disagree. Right. But I, I I kind of like, you know, you made your bed, you sleep in it. But there the, are, like, there are before, this, this business sides of this that have to be taken yeah. into account. And Ian, I like and Ian, Pol- and Ian Poulter's out there saying, I hope you regret this someday. I hope yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and oh my God, it's like Pulse, calm down, buddy. It's not, I don't know if you paid attention to the last weekend because I'll tell you what, nothing that's going to happen in Chicago or is, I don't know if it's yeah. Jeddah or Jeddah uh, over Jeddah. The East or Bangkok or down in their, their finale nothing's going to touch what happened last weekend. And mm-hmm. I, I don't, and I don't see Tiger and Rory in the TGL golf league seeding the, the spotlight anytime soon. They're trying to launch no. this thing in January, which means they got three months of promo prep building. Right. I, I can't wait till they start leaking out photos of this indoor stadium that they're constructing. I mean, the I know the two of us are going to tune into it. I mean, of course we are. I'm curious. Hey. <laughs> well, everybody else who everybody else exactly everybody else who tuned in, you think about how many people not not a ton tune in to live just to see a car crash. This isn't a car crash. This is actually like testing of a new car or a flying well, car. Well, and that's what someone is. I do have to laugh at live though. Who uh, and yet like I do have to laugh at live a little bit because I was seeing the promos after the Chicago tournament. And how they were saying how the four aces are in unprecedented tor- uh, territory because they've won all the team events at this point. Yeah, unprecedented because nobody plays golf this way until now. Sure. Yeah, live, you need some it's, it's not like they're going up against 50 years of history of unprecedented. Like, this doesn't make them special necessarily as a team. It just means that they put together a freaking banger of a team one against what six other teams or 12 other teams, whatever it is. Well, you remember <laughs> like, when they had the draft, you remember they had the draft in the very first one. It was, all yeah, that's like gone out the window people. now. And that was supposed to be one well, of the most exciting things about this thing was well, a draft it's, it's, on Wednesdays. It's almost like a fucking men's league where, or pardon my language, um, golfers league weekend league. Yeah. Anyway, it's almost like one of those where they did a draft in the first one, but if you show up with your own foursome, then you don't have to go to the draft. Well, Yep, and well, and that's a Boston event, and the and that's what DJ came out and admitted that he he said him and because that was one of the things on the Saturday press conference that I was at that him and Gooch were saying that DJ approached like, uh, approached Gooch and said, "Hey, do you have a foursome yet that you're like 
dedicated to. He said no, and he said, why don't you join ours? And yeah, and then he was the last addition to the four races of him, uh, Pat Perez, DJ, and um, who the hell is the other fourth? Uh, whatever, like the the four of them. Exactly. But like you said, the second you go to and say we have four that we're not changing, like, what, like yeah, the draft was one of the, mo- the more exciting things of this format, in my opinion, because it became also, this captains became useful or not useful, but like the captaincy meant something. It kind of, it almost kind of rivaled the idea of like, okay, like a captain of president's cup, they get to pick their team. And now it means nothing. Now you got Bubba Watson, who's not even playing, who's a captain walking around just doing on course commentary, which is great. I think he's entertaining as all hell, but he's a captain of a team and he's not even playing. Like it's, it's just all so muddled, like muddled now. Fuck, Hardy was right. Because I, I, I mean, I, I, I loved the opportunity to go out there to do it, to see it, everything like that. And I do still think, again, I can conceptualize a place where this is fun, mm-hmm. but they, they kind of went about it all wrong. I really, I, in the long run, PGA Tour champions is where I think they kind of should have targeted this thing. Yeah, uh, I, I think, I think ego got in there. And Greg Norman, I said it on the golf course to a buddy of mine this weekend. First. Mr. Norman, all due respect, you shouldn't be the story. You should no. never be out there and hooping it up with the people. Nobody wants like nobody wants the football coach at the party. They the the football players want a coach who's going to let them go to the party, and then they also know that if they stick around too late, he's either going to show up at one and say, "Boys, don't you have a game mm-hmm. in the morning?" or He's going to show up at 5 a.m. knocking on their door saying, boys, let's go. It's practice time. You know, it's like secretly I've worked with kids my entire life and they want boundaries. Hell, I'm I'm a kid. I'm a big kid. I still want boundaries. We crave them. And so to expect that there's this this amorphous free for all that's going to keep going and somehow it'll find its way. I I don't see it, you know, in, in to have Mr. Norman out there shotgunning beers or getting the mullet haircut you're too much you need a guy you need a hype man basically that's what he needs thank you you want to round out the live tour let's get greg norman a hype man or woman a hype person hell i don't care if it's a porpoise but get him to tuck in his damn shirt put some sunglasses on stand in the background wave a couple Mm -hmm. times maybe ring like shoot the ceremonial shotgun or whatever and stop being the face of this because that's the other thing the reason this feels like an ego trip is cuz he's treating it like an ego trip yep there there endeth the lesson well so okay i'm glad you brought up the champion store because i think it's a good point now i think obviously some young guys like DJ, Patrick Reed, Cameron Smith, like these are bigger names in the current golf world. I think they could have still had success with some historic names being on this tour. Pretty couples, John Daly. It's guys that are currently on the Champions Tour. Phil Mickelson, yeah. obviously, who is on the Live Tour, but you throw in Ernie Els. Look, I, I'm sorry. I did not know Brian Gay is on the Champions Tour. When the fuck did that happen? Don't even know who that is. <laughs> 
Ernie L's created. Wait, you the know who Brian, Brian, Brian? I'm sorry. Maybe it's Brian Gay is someone who was always like a value play for me in DFS for golf, like over the past couple of years. So I'm just surprised. I didn't realize he was that old. I did not realize he was old enough to be on the champion store. But like this guy, like you, you know, um, Jim Furyk, Ernie L's, Phil Mickelson. Like I'm sorry, you probably could have put together enough guys from the current champions tour where you could have had maybe not the over the top firepower, but you still could have had a sustainable firepower of known golfers in, in the golf world to play. It might, it wouldn't reach the, the ceiling that they're reaching, but the, no, the reason they, none of those guys would go in my, in my opinion, because that sure. I said it, Rory said it, Will said it, Will Zalatoris. They're, they're more not offering traditional guys. They're not. They're not offering life changing money, and those That's guys fair. don't need life changing money. And at their point in their lives and careers, kind of all they had. Phil, I think, was the only one crazy enough at that age well, or in debt. I want. I was going to say that's because his gambling he debt. He needed the money. And you know he, what? Who did you he know, owe? You know. You know who he owed money to the Saudis. You know that was part of it. He's not- I'm sorry. I'm Phil's sorry. Not, he, Phil's not. Phil's not placing <laughs> bets with the Saudis. Give me a break. The man places also, bets on what? The man places bets on how big the head on his beer is going to be when it comes up on the bar. I mean, right, come on. But, but you don't. You don't. He's not. He's not. He's not. Well, are you saying that? Oh, wait a minute. Are you saying that he's basically not getting paid anything, and he's an indentured servant to the Saudis it, playing golf? It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. I'm not no, saying that. Not sure. I don't have what? I don't have any evidence to back that up. But would it shock me if he's paying off debts no, right now? It, not yeah, at all. <laughs> yeah, no, he is, but not in the way we just put together because this thing's not making money yet. So it's yes. just basically <laughs> like, no, he has no freaking money. The Saudis. He probably does just have some gambling debts. I would be shocked if there's a couple of Vegas casinos or some private bookies who. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know. So I, all that said, like. You get to that point, you can't get the old guys. When I said the PGA Tour champions is who I'd be worried out about is because if this exhibition thing keeps going, that's who's going to siphon off, like you said, the Jim Furyk, the Phil Mickelson's. They're going to start Taylor Gooch, you know, here on PGA. All right, come on over to Live and then play twenty years on Live. Mm-hmm. But then again, the PGA Tour champions isn't. I mean, I'm sorry, it could shut down tomorrow, and it's not going to change a whole lot of lives outside of the people who are directly involved with it. It's not a not a massive money maker. It's not no. a huge rate. It's not a huge ratings thing. So, if no, they're going to do anything, well, as, as far as TV coverage goes, it's the prequel to the main event. Like it's the it's the you know the P, the champ you know PGA Champions Tour is is on from your it's twelve what's to on two, when and I'm then to find and golf the central. Week, like on the weekend, it's like what eleven to two is the champion store, and then at two o'clock, the main coverage starts of whatever PGA Tour event is going on on the weekends on CBS or whatever channel, golf channel. Could. I Champions Tour hadn't been on CBS in decades. Well, it's that's on, it's on, but that's why I say golf channel. I threw that in there. <laughs> I, and I, no, I just I, to, to highlight once more. It's where it's like I, I, I don't mind. I'm going to hang my hat on this, and then I'm going to hang up the phone. <laughs> don't and this is good life lesson if you've got kids go wake them up bring them in uncle bud's got some life lessons for you be be who you are be organic don't mm-hmm. uh, don't try i mean yeah coming from this guy with my motor mouth and my brain and i know i get it i got a lot to answer for myself but i'm not trying to fake it you got to own it and the live golf is not owning it right now they are yeah. trying to they're showing, they're you know, they're Rudy showing up to 
showing up to a Letterman, you know, a varsity party, but he's got his own little Leatherman jacket or Letterman jacket that he got from the thrift store on. It's kind of like, oh man, like, I don't, I don't know. We don't know how, we don't know what to do with you because we get it. You know, you play with us and technically you're out there and you're taking the hits and everything, but you're not actually one of us, right? Like, you know that, right? (laughs) Terrible analogy to all the Notre Dame fans. (laughs) because <laughs> live is way less endearing than Rudy was. But the point <laughs> being is be who you are, say you're an exhibition. And, 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 yeah. and I, th- I guess the better analogy is back to the, the basketball world where I say, if somebody walked up to Kevin Durant and said, I understand you're sitting here trying to figure out where you want to play next. You want to come over here and play three on three ball for twice the money. Excuse me. What? Yeah. Like he'll, he'll do NBA that teams, healthy. whatever, whatever a super max that he's looking for 32 million, 40 million, whatever it is. I mean, yeah. if some billionaire was like, I'll give you a hundred million a year to come over here and play 23 on three exhibition matches with six other pros that I can, James Harden, or, you know, people like that, who you might be able to snipe out and go yep. again, you want 10 more years over here making twice the money, or do you want three more years over here? Maybe. And you might sprain an ankle or get elbowed in the face at any given moment and shatter. And I like, that's also where I put it in the, just accept where you are. You didn't come out offering a, an apple aim, an apple for apples product. You came, you know, we're over here eating apples and you're like, here's a plum. It's like, oh, I get it. It's juicy. It's fruity. It's not as filling. It's nice. Yeah. And sometimes it's refreshing and different, but we're, we're apple people. And we're going to go this way with our apples because you can do much more with the apples. So live. I'll tune in. Maybe, maybe not. It depends on if I'm busy. I could not care less about the golfers that they have over there. I don't, yeah. and and I don't I don't think that those golfers they have over there move enough needles outside of their own in, in immediate circles to actually do anything. So, more to come. We'll shit on live more later. For the meantime, don't sleep on the Sanderson Farms. Sanderson Farms this weekend yeah, yes. down in Mississippi. Great tournament. Sam Burns after the man on fire tore through the field and still didn't have a win for the week. I mean, God, he was burying. I know, that's crazy. Shots. That's well, it's crazy. It's because he was paired with Scotty Scheffler. Exactly. <laughs> but anyways, world number one was dragging him down, but he's going to be at the Sanderson. Uh, you know, Christian Bizane Hoden is going to be back there. Benny yep. on is back on the PGA tour a little bit. So there we go. You got to love you some Benny on. Got to love you some Benny on. So there's reason to watch golf this weekend, but not as much reason as there is to watch football. You need to go to bed. Well, don't you? I do need to go to bed. And you know what? Maybe next week we get into a conversation about whether this whole live, if this live model is successful in coexisting with the PGA Tour. Because we keep drawing comparisons to like the NBA and the three on three league. Maybe next week we talk a little bit about whether we could see this model, if live is successful, um, being replicated. How does it coexist? No, no. If we, if we, if eventually at some point we we could see it being a threat to be replicated in other sports around the world, because I think NBA is probably the closest thing where it could be, because because you have, you could play a game of three on three. I think hockey would be next where you could play a game of three on three. They do it at the All Star. Obviously, baseball and football I think is a different animal, but you know maybe I this is, if I, right what now. I'm talking okay. about is the replication of somebody just coming in and paying players a bunch of money to play nothing but expedition expedition match. How about a home run derby tour? Well, team exactly. Home, Something like, I mean, and that's basically what the that's basically what the long drive tour is. You know what I mean? So, do, does this create a scenario where we see sports culture change across multiple sports 
Like, do, if this has success, do we see something change where money becomes even more king than it already is in sports? It doesn't have to change. It's it's going to do its job. Uh, or let me rephrase that. Sorry, it doesn't have to succeed. Change yes. is coming. Just like bedtime's coming. So thank you once again to Piper Golf, yes, Mahler yes. Brothers. Belly up for letting me play in your sandbox every every week. And, of course, Fantasy National Golf <coughs> Club, keeping you up to date. Whatever you need. It was President's yes. Cup last week. They're going to get you on Sanderson Farms. Oh, last but not but certainly not least. If anybody's looking at this going, it says it's a fantasy golf show, but you didn't say one thing about fantasy golf this week. Listen, yeah. the real fantasy season Whoops. doesn't start until January. <laughs> We've got we got football to talk about. We got we got a lot of off season gossip to talk yeah, about. Yeah, this is this is the middle ground. The, the middle ground time for golf. So yeah, we're that's we're hanging have, out. That's, that's why we have pivots in the title. So and, Andrew, and you, I'll let you. I right. I was going to say you brought up belly you brought up belly up sports. There is big announcements coming for belly up sports where we are going to have finally um, after months of hard work our own app that you will be able to download on Amazon fire on Roku on Apple TV. Uh, you'll be able to download the belly up and watch all. I mean, you can already go to uh, certain apps within those devices and, and watch all of our shows and other shows on the belly up network at on belly TV as uh, on demand, but we are going to have our own app where it's going to be even easier to find all of our shows. So, be on the lookout for those announce- announcements that's going to be coming out any day now. Honestly, I've been seeing a lot of chatter about it uh, on the back end. So be on the lookout for that. Belly Up Sports, Belly Up Media, BellyUp.tv is going to be where you're going to want to go to catch all of your sports live, 24-7 coverage all the time. It's going to be that simple. That's going to do it for us on Divots and Pivots this week. Uh, we're going to join you next week back to our normal day on Tuesday. Like I said, this will re-air. If you're watching us live on Monday night tonight, thank you for tuning in with us a day early. We will re-air this tomorrow night on Tuesday on our normal scheduled hour. Oh, my God. Yes, we will. Uh, but next week we'll be back to our normal Tuesday, 8 o'clock hour on YouTube, on, on Twitter. So catch us as always. Piper Golf, Mala Brothers, as always, thank you. We will check you next time. I think Bud is about to fire. <laughs>